When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, the devil went down to Florida. He was looking for some points to steal. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 46 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? I'm doing pretty good overall. Appreciate you asking. And I know we're both smiling here a little bit because we just collectively came up with, you know, at least our favorite duo intro that 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 we've done. Um, it, it was this little 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 corny, but it, it was it was a good one. I like that one. But you know, how you feeling about that one, Mike? And how are you doing overall? Uh, I am doing great, and I was feeling great about that as well. You know, I, I was a little worried. Before we started the show, I was asking, how do I, you know, how do I have the tone? You know, what, what do I do? And uh, I think it turned out okay. And by the way, if anyone wants to hear Chase actually sing that, check after the episode. Um, I may- <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to go? Yeah. Um, okay. I didn't know. No, I do, I, I do not. I mean, we all miss concerts with Chase. Uh, for those of you that don't know... Uh, which I'm assuming a lot of you don't, but Chase, when was this yeah, high school? Most of, uh, it was, I think it started senior year of high school, maybe even junior year. Um, and then I did it in a little bit into freshman year of college. Yeah. And so what Chase would do is he would sit in his car and just sing and put it on Snapchat, put it on a story, send it to people. And it was one of those where, you saw it on a story, and then you got the snap, and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be the same thing, isn't it? Sure enough, it was, but uh, of course. He, he enjoyed that, and I, I think we should bring it back as a segment on the Bulls broadcast. You know what, Mike? I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that one. Okay. We'll keep you guys posted. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep trying to talk him into it, but we'll see. I'd say probably not this episode, but I'll keep you posted. Uh, anyways, on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going to do a little game review, game preview. Talk about old captain, my captain, still nursing a little bit of an injury after the commercial break. Talk some news around the league, including a record-setting Boston team. Talk about a new coach out in Philly and some more around the league. But, Chase, let's GM, start. GM, Goose, not coach. Excuse me. New GM out in there Philly. There you go. Uh, and... Let's just start with old Steven Stamkos still nursing an injury. Luckily, only day to day. Yep, just got a little bit of LBI action, lower body injury. Uh, it was a bit spooky when he went uh, crashing into the boards the way he did, and you know got up, looked like he was struggling. We, you know, we we all know his history with, with leg injuries, so it was very concerning. But thankfully, it just seems like it's something short term. Hopefully, he's gonna be back on the ice in a couple of days. Maybe he'll be even back on the ice as soon as. Uh, tomorrow, like that, that, that would that would be pretty cool. I mean, as of us recording on Wednesday, but 
regardless, should be no issue um, down the stretch going into playoffs. Uh, he should be rolling. Would love to see him back out on the ice tomorrow. But, Chase, the reason for the intro is three of our four games. So our last game against the Devils and then two of our upcoming three all against New Jersey. Not sure how that worked out when it comes to the scheduling, but somehow it did. Our first game against the Devils, a big success, 4-1, to one, but we got two more to look forward to. That we do. And, you know, what a – I you know, very respectfully to New Jersey Devil fans and New Jersey natives, what a very terrible place to have, like, an off night and for an NHL city. Just because there's some really great NHL cities out there. You know, there's – even New York, there's Vegas, there's Nashville, there's Carolina – like there, there's there's some there's some good cities out there where you can go sightseeing, have some fun. But instead, you know, you got an off night because you're going back to back in New Jersey, and it, it's it's a, it's a little boring. So maybe it's better for for focusing on the hockey, I guess. But you know, as a player, um, you know, maybe even a younger player who wants to see a little more of what it's like being in the show and going to the, to a couple cool places. Uh, unfortunately, New Jersey is not really that place. Yeah, I mean. But also at the same time, for the New Jersey, uh, New Jerseyers, I don't, what do they go by out there in New Jersey? New Jerseyans, the New Jerseyans, whatever. Sure, they got to see Tampa come in and and smoke the Devils, which that is a sight of itself. Like you talk about, you know, not really a great city for. I mean, you just got to see Tampa put on a show. Yeah, you, you did. I, I, I got. I guess it's like you know, it might be better than a Broadway musical. You can see. Yeah. Well, you, know, you can see what it's like to have a good hockey team in town. And exactly. that good hockey team was was led by uh, Brandon Hagel to that, that night. Three points on the night, uh, one goal, two assists. Looked like a stud, so, he, you know, I'm sure he was enjoying his time there in New Jersey more than more than others probably were because he had such a successful night, continuing his really strong season with the Bolts after what looked like it was a bit underwhelming of a start for him coming in last year. But it was really kind of, kind of his show, and he just kind of helped every, everyone else go along with him. Yeah, and Vassy, he played phenomenal as well. Nine five seven save percentage, looking great. Uh, really hoping for a similar performance on Thursday night, March sixteenth. We're still in New Jersey. What do we expect out of this game? Same results. So I, I say we just cover both. One will be home, one will be away. Um, so like this first will be away, next one will be home because like the analysis isn't isn't going to change very much. Mm-hmm. What I think is going to happen is Tampa will probably go two out of three. It It's hard just to beat the same team over and over again, no matter how good or bad they might be. So I'd expect them to probably drop one at some point. And if they're going to drop one, I'd probably say it's the second of the away games. So they'll, they'll if, I, I'm going to guess they're going to drop this one. Um, still should be a, a valiant effort. I don't expect them to like, you know get worked by any means, but you know, expect them to maybe come out with a loss like or be prepared for, for a loss, not, not expect them. If they lose, not the end of the world. You know, they, they got time to make it up this weekend. Um, we're go, going to have – they're going to be hosting Montreal and New Jersey again. So just just be prepared because if they win all three, like, that'd be awesome. But reality is, like, they're bound to drop one. Yeah, and even though we're confident against this team, we just saw what Tampa could do against the Devils. The Devils have been the better team over the last month and a half. I mean, that's just the facts of it. Looking at the last 10 games, the Devils sit 7-2-1. Tampa, 3-5-2. Not fantastic by any means, but we can still have that confidence. We beat them once. We can do it again. Can we do it two more times? It'd be great, but we'll have to wait and see. 
Montreal, the only other team we're playing this weekend. I mean, if there's a team that's going slower right now than Tampa, it's the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. The reason is they're not very good. So this is a very good opportunity for the Bolts to, you know, you know kind of get some confidence back, put up a couple points. Uh, Brian Elliott will probably get this game, and you know, maybe he can – can you get himself feeling a little good again? A little bit of confidence boost as he, you know, probably has another couple of games down the stretch to make sure Vassie's nice and nice and healthy and rested for the playoffs. But should be a game that shouldn't anything, you know, be anything too out of hand. Um, of course, Montreal can win. They're still an NHL team regardless of what's going on. Um, you know, they, they they're going to be in this game. And I, you know, I just I just realized something. What's that? We play that. We play them. Twice in four days as well. Home and nice. away. Nice. You know, whoever's putting these schedules together, I love it. Like, great work. <laughs> this is just so, so Unreal, weird, dude. whatever. So, you know, I, I talked about trying to keep winning against the same team. I forget to do it and win, win, beat the same team twice in four days. I think, I think Montreal is the team that you can do it against. Yeah. When you look at the team, 31st in power play, 31st in penalty kill, 28th in goals for. 27th and goals against. There's not many teams out there that are bottom six in every category. And one of them is obviously Montreal. So I think that this is going to be a little bit more of a different story than the Devils. Yes, we have them uh, very close proximity when it comes to timeline and everything, but I think this results in two wins. Yeah, I have to agree. All right, Chase. Well, let's hear from our lovely sponsors over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and unbelievable action from the DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Michigan State versus USC, 7 versus 10. Give me State because we all know Tom Izzo is March. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Chase, March Madness is here. Have you placed any bets yet? I have. I've... No... Nothing like crazy because like I, I don't know college basketball. Um, like I, I just really don't. I don't pay enough attention to it to give you deep analytics. So it's just mostly putting together a couple small small parlays. Um, teams that are not heavy favorites but are favorited, and then trying to find one team who seems like it could be an upset just based on things I briefly read or how this you know the seating works. You know that there's there's always good upsets in the six the six v eleven and five five v twelve range teams. So just trying try to look for whichever ones I like the most to kind of put together that that's really about it um but i i want i want to say something mike or ask you something in that ad read i'm assuming you were 
not instructed specifically say Michigan State. I'm assuming you just said Michigan State and Tom Izzo. What do you mean? I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Because that was a part of the stink. ad read. Well, they stink. So, so DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, they're the number seven seed, and they're going to beat the number ten seed USC. Book it. Yeah, the the seven seeds, the twenty eighth team in the country. Woo! And they're going to beat a ten seed. Oh, I, oh, they should beat them. Woo! To be fair, Michigan State's actual team isn't great. However, Tom Izzo is a top three coach of all time in March. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take him to at least win a couple of games for sure. You're still just, still just a nub. You know that. You want to hear my parlay? I would love to hear your parlay. Got a little nine pick parlay here. Uh, and this was not done by me because I don't know anything about college basketball, but friends at work, big college basketball guys. So they helped me out. Uh, we got old Charleston over San Diego state Providence over Kentucky. Those are my two upsets. Then we have some guarantees, uh, Arizona over Princeton Duke over oral Roberts. I know everyone's going to be up in arms because everyone loves oral Roberts. Not the case though. Not the case. We got, Kansas State over Montana State, Marquette over Vermont, Houston over Northern Kentucky, Texas over Colgate, Kansas over Howard. Put five bucks on that. If that hits, I'm cashing out at eighty-three bucks. So um, I'm opening my my book right now, um, so I can tell you. I, I placed a, a long shot one. Um, do, 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 do. Here we go. We're loading now. Um, I, I would say that's solid because I I don't know what what any of this means. So. You know, very good choices, Mike. I think Thank it's all hitting. Appreciate that. Um, I got this one dollar one to win three hundred twenty-six bucks. Um, I got fair, fairly Dickinson, whoever the hell, like whatever school that is. I got the money line against Texas Southern today. Um, so unfortunately, after listening to this, you won't be able to take this bet. But you can take the rest of it. Arizona State uh, money line over Nevada. West Virginia money line over Maryland. Utah State money line over Missouri. Over 145 and a half in Kansas versus Howard. Over 155 and a half in A&M versus Alabama or A or A&M Corpus, whoever the hell that is. Um, San Diego State money line, Illinois money line, Auburn money line, and Duke money line over over Old Oral. And yeah, that dollar will pay out 326 bucks. So go for that. Mm, that would be nice. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's all I know is that Alabama's just incredible this year. That's about as much as I can tell you about college basketball. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on TikTok saying adjusted defense ratings. These are the four teams you want to go after. Alabama always in those. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just annoying. Thank God I don't have a hockey team. So they find a way to just get all the best hockey players too. And it's just annoying that, that they're trying to be good at every sport. I mean, it's been nice not seeing them in the college football playoffs this year, but that is, that's definitely fair. I, I did enjoy that plenty. All right, let's move on. Some more hockey talk. We got the Boston Bruins setting records. Yeah. So pretty impressive. Um, 50 wins. Are like the fastest team to do it. I don't know why I phrased that so weird, but you know, the fastest team to um to get 50 wins in NHL history and in, in like in a season, like quickest amount of games. It's just it, it's impressive with what they've done this year. Linus Allmark has really carried a team who has also carried him because like everything's just working. Like Linus Allmark's gonna win the Vesta, and you've got 
nine forwards and five defensemen that are all top line guys on basically every other team. Like your your team's just loaded from top to bottom. They're, they're a hell of a roster. They're gonna be hard to beat, but at the same time, we don't see a lot of these types of teams win the cup. You know, the, the last team that I that I saw like this that you know that I was really like, oh, this this team is it was our Tampa Lightning back in uh, you know the 2019 playoffs, and we know how that went. So I I I, I think that you know there's a chance that this gets a little too much for Boston, and at some point they got to start slowing down. You can't just be on a heater all year long. Um, it kind of sucks for them that they haven't gone on, you know, a bit of a bit of a losing streak yet because it might happen in the playoffs. But nonetheless, very good team and really one of the better just all around teams I've probably ever seen. Yeah, it's it's crazy what they're doing and they feel unstoppable right now. But there's a lot of good teams in the East and it wouldn't shock me if they don't even get to the Stanley Cup finals because I could see the likes of Toronto, Carolina, teams that have loaded up. Uh, yours, yours truly, the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, as well as even New Jersey and New York, they could pose a little bit of a threat to the Bruins. So uh, it's going to be a tough playoff run for sure, but so far they've looked so damn impressive. Yeah, they're they're definitely... Definitely those dudes this year. Like it, it's it's just, it hasn't really impressive. It's, it's the right word to use. And I, I, whoever's going against them, just, just we got to bring your A game. All right, let's now talk about the Briere family and their situations. Yeah. So first of all, congrats, Danny Briere gets the promotion to interim GM. As as you know, Chuck Fletcher gets the boot. And I can't say it's very surprising because Chuck Fletcher has you know not been doing maybe the greatest job, but. Uh, it, it's Danny Beer is always a likable guy, so it's cool to see. Um, personally, though, a, a little bit selfishly, I hate seeing all these old like NHL players getting these jobs. Some of them might deserve it, some of them don't. But it's just you know, so many limiting opportunities for guys that didn't play the sport at a very high level, which it kind of sucks. But whatever. But beside the point, you got to move over to his kid now, who has really made himself look like an absolute piece of shit as there's a you know video cam footage caught at a mercer's party where he attends college um there was an empty wheelchair sitting at the top of the stairs um that wheelchair was occupied by a young woman who had to be carried down the stairs to use the bathroom at this house party because there was no bathroom upstairs and what what he thought was the good move here for some stupid ass reason was taking the very expensive wheelchair and pushing it down the stairs and ended up causing a lot of damage to it um, just absolute idiotic move for a kid who's already been kicked out of one college before he even played any college hockey games. And now he's doing this type of thing. Um, it, it just, it just shows that some people, they just, they, 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 sometimes they can't grow up. Sometimes they can't mature. Sometimes you're just a piece of shit. And like this, this isn't just a, oh, this was a mistake. Like this, this is just something it's like, why, like, why would you even do this? Like, what, what's the point of doing this? What? does this bring to anybody? Like what good does this bring to anybody? Why would you even think of it? Well, how does it make you feel good? Like it makes no sense. So like this, this one just doesn't come comp has all. It's just a mistake to me. This one just comes up a year as you're a fucking idiot. And you're, you're a piece of shit. So good for Danny Breer, bad for his child. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have much more to say on that. Um, Chase pretty much hit all the marks there. It, it's gotta be difficult to 
have a dad that's, you know, playing hockey and, and doing all kinds of other stuff. But at the same time, like just be smarter about stuff. It's not that hard. Yeah. Just grow up being an adult. Like, at the end of the day, you're playing college hockey. You're a role model in, you know, on that campus because people just know who you are and you're trying to probably make a career out of it. Um, you gotta grow up. You, like, you just, you just have to grow up. You can't keep being that way. Yeah, well, sticking in the college hockey world, let's talk about some free agents that could potentially be joining NHL teams here down the stretch. Yeah, so there's a you know a pretty long list that was kind of like not kind of that, that was uh, released on the NHL website. I don't know how many. Let's see, that was March 9th, so so about six days ago now. Um, just kind of wanted wanted to throw out the names. There's a couple guys that maybe are on on Tampa's roster, which I think could be good fits. So. Just going over the names, Matt Brown from Boston University, Parker Ford from Providence, Reese Gaber from North Dakota, Justin Rickovian. I, I don't know how to say one for sure. I think it's how you pronounce it. Um, from Northeastern, Jake Livingstone from Minnesota State, Mankato, uh, Sam Malinsky from Cornell, Ryan McAllister from Western Michigan. Uh, spoiler alert, he's one of three Western Michigan guys on this list. Hunter McCown from Colorado College, Travis Mitchell, another Cornell guy. Jackson Nelson from Minnesota, Victor Ostman from Maine, uh, he's a Euro, uh, Jason Poland from Western Michigan, Max Sasson from Western Michigan as well, there's the other two, uh, then Wilmer Skoog from Boston, another Euro, and then Austin Swankler from Bowling Green. So there's a pretty good list of names here, uh, depending on who wants to leave and who wants to stay. Um, there's some very strong legitimate options. Uh, there's some Hobie Baker finalists uh, on, on this list, including Jason Poland, someone that I think would be a pretty solid um, like chance to take for, for, for an NHL team. Uh, we, we really don't see too many NCAA free agent players go on and be like stars. So we're seeing less and less each year, the hype for these NCAA free agents, because there's a reason at the end of the day that they were probably passed up in the draft, but there's still guys that go on that have NHL careers. You know, you, you can look at Daniel Kaiser. You can look at Jimmy VC as two very strong examples of it. You can look at Christian Fullen back in the day who was getting a bunch of hype coming out as a college free agent. Still played some NHL games, but was a much shorter career. So like, th- those guys do exist, but um, I, th- I think Jason Poland would be a good guy to kind of take a shot on. I think either of the Swedes are good options. Um, you know, when you're looking at some other ones, you got – uh, Hunter McCown, he's only a 20-year-old, um, so he's someone that's scored quite a bit. Um, what's his nuts? Max Sesson, another 20-year-old. Um, and then Ryan McAllister is, um, you know, went, went to West Michigan as, as a freshman, so I'm, I'm going to assume that he's going to um, return. But, like, his first-year college hockey, he's dominating, so maybe there's a chance he leaves because he probably has the most realistic NHL hopes of all these names. And then another one that I would say is worth um, keeping an eye on is Parker Ford. as he has um, Team USA games under his belt. He, he um, was one of the very few guys that was an undrafted player playing in Team USA and previous World Junior tournaments. So I think he's someone that's going to get a legitimate opportunity, um, maybe not playing like you know a top forward role, but someone's going to sign him. He's going to get NHL games. Um, he's going to get a chance. So I think all those names are very strong options for the Lightning. I hope they pull a trigger on at least one of them. Just take a shot and see what happens. Yeah, definitely some names to look out for would be great for Tampa to take a splash in the college free agent market. However, Chase, you mentioned Hobie finalists, uh, or Hobie Baker finalists, excuse me. Um, One of the Hobie Baker finalists, absolutely fantastic upcoming prospect, Anna Fantilli, but not likely he wins? 
What what was I reading the the other day that you sent me? Oh, I sent you. It was um, this is like the Big Ten um player of of the year award. That's and right. I think it went to I think I think it went to, to Matt, Matt Knies, right? I think yep. that's who it um it went to. And you know, don't don't get me wrong, Matt Knies had a very good season. He's a very talented player. He's gonna be an NHL player. He had you know forty points, thirty five games, good good stuff. And playing in not a very easy division. But Adam Fantilli led all the NCAA in scoring. As a draft, first-time draft eligible player, 60 points, 27 goals, 32 games, just dominated, and he got shafted there, which is a big sign, and at the end of the day is kind of his- historically telling the story of what happens with these these younger players in college hockey. I mean, we saw it with Kyle Connor, Jimmy Vc. Um, you know, Kyle Connor, uh, the the old uh, classmate of mine, um, he obviously is an NHL superstar, went to U of M, had a dominant freshman season like 71 points i believe was the number and jimmy vc ended up winning the hobie baker with 26 less points just because he was a, a senior graduating player and i i have got a feeling we're gonna see the same type of thing happen again adam fantilli was just far and beyond the best player in college hockey this year i i don't think anybody even was sniffing him and the numbers show that too but they're probably going to give it to an older player and it, it's just stupid that it works that way. Just give it to the best player. Don't give it to the player that you're trying to get in the spotlight. They're trying to get, you know, an NHL contract. Give it to the best player. Give it to the guy that deserves the award. And it, that is Fantilli. But I'll also write off the rest of the names just so you guys know who they are and maybe uh, kind of get an understanding who might win. Logan Cooley from Minnesota. Uh, he's a Coyotes pick, of course. Um, Sean Farrell from Harvard, Canadians pick. Uh, Colin Graff from Quinnipiac. He is a undrafted player, Lane Hudson from Boston is a Montreal Canadian who Lane Hudson should be one of the, the top finalists in my opinion. He, he's a stud. Madigan as I mentioned from Minnesota. Um, he big 10 player of the year is also up for this award. Uh, Devin Levi from Northeastern. He's a Buffalo Sabres prospect. Uh, Yanni Peretz from Quinnipiac. Uh, he's an undrafted player. Someone I thought might've came out of college last year, but should get an opportunity if, if he chooses to take it this year. Uh, Blake Patilla from Michigan Tech, undrafted player, and then Jason Poland, as mentioned uh, in the previous segment, from Western Michigan, undrafted. So th- there is a very good um, list of players here. I, th- I think all these guys are going to get NHL looks at the end of the day, but really Fantilli is the deserving winner, um, and for me the next one would be Jason Poland if, if he got to pick someone else, but it, it's got to be Fantilli. So you mentioned that you think Fantilli – uh, has the potential of getting screwed over like many other younger players do. So if that's the case, who would your guess be that would get it? Probably Jason Poland from, from Western Michigan. Okay. Uh, yeah, that would, that would, that's the most second most deserving player. And I think he would get it because, you know, he is a 23 year old. He's, he's played a decent, you know, college career and he still did produce. So I, I think he's someone, he put up similar numbers to Jimmy BC. So I think he could, Definitely be in that range. If not, then you know my next best guess. They, they could look at Manny Manny Nyes as well because he's on that legitimate NHL radar. Or maybe maybe they go with the goalie. Maybe maybe go with Leo Iperas. Whichever one they want to go with, it, it's all possible. But I like I'm going to legitimately be shocked if it's not Fantilli or Poland. Yeah, I I wanted to mention Levi and Peretz because these are guys that are uh, at least Levi. I need to look up uh, Peretz his stats and everything. But when you look at Levi, he's only a two-year starter and he's been a Hobie Baker finalist both years. 
So this guy's been playing out of his yeah. mind. He was a seventh round pick. Yeah, he's just he's just what you know the people call a very good hockey player. He's great and that he's someone that's going to have an NHL career. Um, there, there's a reason he, he keeps ending up in the running for this award because he's just he's just what you want out of out of a goalie. Uh, we're going to see him play NHL games sooner than later. Is he going to sign this year? I don't know, but I got to imagine it's going to be like relatively soon. And you know, he he really is just super talented. He's got he's the best goalie in college hockey. So maybe maybe he does deserve a little more recognition, a better chance at the award. But he he really has just kind of broken out these last couple of years. Yeah, and Perrette's similar fashion. He's only a two year starter, undrafted. He's definitely going to get a look at some point. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely going to get an opportunity without a doubt. Um, again, if, is that going to be happening this year? Getting NHL games, I don't know. I get it's really all depends if these guys sign where they sign. Um, kind of how things go from there. All right, Chase. Well, finally, let's talk about some stuff from around the league. A couple notes on GM meetings as well as some dates that we're going to be looking forward to as the season starts to, uh, at least the regular season starts to come to a close. Yeah, so coming out of the GM meetings, um, those ended today. Gary Batman was talking about some things that went on. And, you know, the two things I really want to highlight because they're the, the really only two major things of note, or I guess we could talk about the third one. I'll just throw it out there, um, that the NHL had, you know, the expansion is at least somewhat on their mind, but still not necessarily on the horizon. So that that is something to, to, to really keep in mind what we'll see over the next coming years. But the cap, um, right now it's only projected to go up about a million dollars for next season. There's a chance it could go up more. Um you know, Batman was talking about it today that, you know, there's like a hundred million dollars in the, in the escrow account right now. So that, that you would usually mean that, you know, about a, a million, maybe a million and a half um, would go up because it gets, that's about what could be awarded to each team. But he said, there's a chance that it could be more, which hopefully that's the case. Cause at the end of the day, we, we want to see guys get paid and that just means more opportunity. And then outside of that, the other one I wanted to bring up was the overtime rules. Um, there's been some talk about some extended overtime, um, you know, maybe making it longer. We've seen it um, happen already in the East Coast League. They, they've been kind of testing out some things. They, they're they're kind of a guinea pig for the NHL. Um, you know, they, they tested puck track. They tested all the stuff before the NHL fully adopted it. And the extended overtime is a thing, too. Um, you know, the NHL could be looking at making it a seven-minute overtime, maybe making it a 10-minute overtime, 12-minute overtime, however long they deem it to be. But the, the longer overtime has just brought more exciting hockey. It, it's some, you know, it started eliminating the need a little bit for the shootout because, you know, a shootout can be fun to see, but I also hate the game coming down to a shootout. I'd rather just see him keep playing in overtime. So they're going to hopefully extend the overtime a little bit. And um, it, it seems like it's a realistic possibility. Is it going to happen next year? Maybe not, but I got to imagine it's going to happen the next couple of years. That'd be cool. Uh, I just worry about people on the East coast watching West coast games and, you know, just don't extend it more than 10 minutes, in my opinion. I mean, the shootout's there for a reason. Get the game over with. Obviously, playoffs, we want it to be rewarded by overtime. There's there's no shot. I'm looking at shootout there. But I think when it comes to regular season games, who knows? Maybe someone out here in Ohio is a giant Coyotes fan. You got Coyotes versus Vancouver, a game that means absolutely nothing. But he's going to have to stay up till 1 a.m., to watch the game officially end if it's uh, extended overtime. So, I mean, I get if, it, if, but at the same time, there's that. If if you're a Coyotes fan living in Ohio, you like you need to get some help because like <laughs> why why would you like why would you do that? That's a horrible combination of things. I mean, you think you'd want to be a Columbus fan? 
No. I no choose basically any team in any other direction. You got north, south, east, and west. You can choose from. You can choose the Wings. You can choose either Pennsylvania team. You can choose the Preds. You can choose the Blackhawks. Like legitimately any of those, not the Coyotes. Like what? What are we doing here? Well, I don't know. It's someone from Ohio. It's a made up person exactly. from Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Well, this this poor person um is just. Uh, they're they're just cuckoo banana. They're feeling it. That's for sure. They are feeling yeah. it. All right. And then no, dates. No, 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 me. Dates. I, I, I lead us into the dates. Dates. All right, Mike, Mike, can you go and lead us into the dates? Dates. <laughs> okay. So as, as you mentioned before, this all got stupid actually going into this part of the show. There are some dates to note um, for the NHL season for the rest of this year, specifically uh, playoffs start April 17th. The draft lottery will be May 8th. And day one of the NHL draft will be June 28th. So obviously the bolts are going to be looking, looking at those playoffs um, dates. Are they going to start on the 17th? Are they going to start on the 18th? Maybe in the 19th, we'll see. Cause not every team's going to start on the 17th. They're going to stagger it to try to keep games as evenly distributed as possible. So they can all be shown on TV. So we'll see exactly what dates uh, the bolts get. And then draft lottery, uh, something that we're going to have any skin in the game on, but it's always fun to watch seeing, What's going to happen, especially in this year? Connor Bedard, the you know the absolute just crown jewel of of prospects, and you know even two guys behind him. And I mean, if you want to even go three, and Fantilli, Mishkov, and Carlson are all very coveted prospects as well. So if two teams move up, even if you don't move up to one, you're moving up to two is still considered a win because of how legit those guys are. So it'll be fun watching the draft lottery on the eighth. And then, of course, when the NHL draft comes around June 28th, uh, one, of, one of my favorite days of the year. I love the draft season. I'm super excited for that. Draft season's fantastic. Uh, the one thing I've got an issue with with the NHL and really hope they don't repeat themselves this year is we started the playoffs great. Like you mentioned, stagger it, make sure we got even games. And then for some reason, they just decided to give one game a two-day break and we just so happened to have five games on one night and three on the other rather than four and four. And that just, that pissed me right off. Yeah, that, that, that was dumb. I remember that. Like, you're just, you're just messing with people's OCD at that point. Stop it. <laughs> Facts. Stop it. Get some help. My God. All right, hockey name of the day. Let's shig it. Let's shig yeah, it. Let's rip her. Let's rip her. Uh, we got old Artyom. Ivan Yuzankov. Oh, nailed it. Artem, because you don't go Art Yom. It's just no, Art Yom. Ivan Yuzankov. I nailed that. Artem Ivan Yuzankov. I, yeah, we'll, we'll pretend you nailed it just for your own sake. I mean, the that? last name was nailed. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah sure it was. Well, our, our, our boy AI, you know, as his friends probably don't call him, um, he is a... 24 year old Russian, obviously, if, if you did not gather with that name. Um, 6'2, 218 pounds. He does have American and Canadian label citizenship. I don't know if he was, um, you know, like really grew up here. He was born in Russia, but maybe he lived here for a little bit. He did play hockey in North America, played some USHL games, played some AHL and ECHL games, but spent the last couple of years in the KHL. Um, this last season with HK Sochi. Uh, not a very good team in, in the KHL, but three assists to 36 games. Um, you know, play, played a fairly regular amount, at, like, you know, in terms of like getting games. 
The most he played in a single game this year was 13 minutes and eight seconds. And the stat line kind of tells, you know, he's not some super contributor, but obviously brings something to the plate. Um, he's definitely a tough, grittier type player, and his penalty minute numbers in previous seasons show that as, you know, in both seasons in the USHL, he had over 120 penalty minutes. Um, you know, in his junior, one of his junior years in Russia, he had 167 penalty minutes through 45 games. So he, he's got a bit of an edge to him, uh, which it's always a good presence, even in those leagues where there's not a ton of fighting or anything like that. It's good to have that type of guy in the lineup. Hey, I love some grit. You know, I, I mean, we're from Detroit. Dan Campbell, all about the grit. So you got to love Facts. to see some grit and the young players out here. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, do your thing. You know what? I will. I thought you were going to start maybe singing the Drake song. Um, like, Chase, do your thing. Chase, you know, whatever the hell that stupid song is. I don't no, know what the name of the song hey, is. But you can you can outro by just singing The Devil Went Down to Florida if you no. wanted to do that. No. If I'm singing a song to end the show, because that, like that I, I do not have that country folk type say of type name, of voice. Say my name. Say my name. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll sing American Pie by, by Don McLean. Maybe that's it. No. And I also will still not be seeking that. But anywho, thank you guys for checking out the show. Go follow us on Twitter, Bolts Broadcast. Go follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, HockeyPodNet. Go follow WNP on Twitter, WNP Sports Pod. Go get our football content. Uh, you know, Make sure to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all our podcasts network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Whatever you're listening, raise five stars. Send questions, comments, concerns. They would be greatly appreciated. Whatever you do, don't forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.